Hey, podcast listeners, uh, big ups. I'm putting on my Gary Vaynerchuk CEO of VaynerMedia hat right now, not the Gary V that all of you love so much. One of the most exciting things that VaynerMedia sells besides the million dollar scopes for the biggest brands in the world is this concept of four Ds. Daily Digital Deep Dive, a consulting product from VaynerMedia that has crushed uh, for us and has had a huge impact. A $10,000 immersion day where you come in and you learn from our creative team, our media team, our consulting strategy team. Like I'm in there for an hour doing kind of my one-on-one Q&A personal fix your business, grow your business, expand your business session. It is exploded hearing the ridiculous stories of I came to your 40s and was doing 280,000. Now we're doing 2.2 million. I want to make sure the podcast world knows about it. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS or GaryVaynerchuk.com. Hit the events tab. Go see the dates. Sign up. This will change your business. See ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Because we're going to be legends. Guys, you're, you're freaking out the people that don't know me. <laughs> Who doesn't know you? Um, before we get into this, I just want, you know, being part of Startup Weeks in a lot of different cities, I think that a lot of people don't recognize how much work goes into something that is week long. So at the same level of excitement that you just gave me, let's clap it up for the volunteers. <laughs> I love you back, bro. So, so the current state of entrepreneurship uh, is in an interesting spot. I think it's uh, an amazing time, at the same token, an, an awkward time for me because I'm really fearful. Like, I'm not about entrepreneurship. I'm about all of you deploying self-awareness and figuring yourself out because that is always gonna be the path that gets you to a happy place quickest. And actually, I think the current state of entrepreneurship is so cool. I mean, if you think 20 years ago, I thought I would get this kind of reaction to going out to a stage, this pedestal that entrepreneurship is on right now is weirdly dangerous because it's making a lot of people start businesses that ultimately won't be successful and actually can put them in a pretty tough spot. So look, this is the best and I love entrepreneurship and it is very Americana and it is incredibly important, but my ambition here is not for all of you to go home and start your own business. My ambition is for all of you to understand why I'm so happy and it's because I figured myself out at a young age on the back of DNA, ridiculously good parenting and circumstance of my environment. And so we're gonna get fired up and excited and all that good stuff, but I promise you this, Number 16 at Facebook did a hell of a lot better than number one at Facebook. And, and that's what this is all about. What, what entrepreneurship's about is putting yourself in a position to succeed, right? And I think the, the ultimate way to put yourself in a position to succeed is to deploy self-awareness. So as fun as this is gonna sound and as hyped up as we all are and this is a ridiculous vibe and a beautiful setting and the energy is off the charts, I really, really wanna set the tone and like bring it down a notch to practicality because I want you to win. And winning comes in a million different forms but it starts with being happy and you will always lose when you try to force something. 
I was super unhappy growing up in the 80s and 90s when school was the cool thing. Like going to Harvard was the ROI. Like business wasn't cool. I was making fucking $3,000 a weekend when I was 12 years old, but because I got D's and F's, I was told I was a loser, which was really fucking confusing. I mean, I have, I, 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 I like, I've been thinking about these, I mean, it's amazing, it actually makes a lot of sense, it's a good recall. Everybody so believes, do you, know, do you know what percent of this room is going to build an entrepreneurial business that makes a million dollars? Like one. Yet, 90% believes it. It's the same thing that I went through when I was in school. I would sit in front of teachers who told me I would never amass to something and I would sit there and say, but my prorated income is four times yours. <laughs> and I'm fucking 14 and I have to be in school all fucking day. Anyway, sorry. That's just me getting some of my shit out of the system. Listen, in a far more positive note, here's what's up. This internet thing, it's real. And, and, and the reason I go there, I need you guys all to listen very carefully. Everybody, including me, is underestimating how big this internet thing is. We got so lucky and we're also a little bit screwed. A lot of you in 30, 40, 50 years are gonna look back at this era and be like, fuck, how good we had it, I didn't get it. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. The reason I was able to build my dad's business from a three to a $60 million business like that was because of the internet. I would have done it. I would have had 15 liquor stores, I would have done it. But it wouldn't have been done that way and definitely not at that speed. This thing is so, guys, this is a more powerful computer in your pocket right now than President Reagan had running the fucking free world. But that's fucking crazy. And we underestimate it. And so this internet thing is real and you're underestimating it. For the youngsters in here, how many people under 30? (laughs) How many people over 40? Yeah. You look phenomenal. <laughs> Jesus. Guys got good water down here. <laughs> this internet thing is real. Here's what I mean by that. Everything's about distribution and what you put in it. Distribution used to be very valuable and extremely expensive. It was expensive in 1974 to shoot a fucking satellite into space and start a sports network like ESPN in the early 80s or to buy a printing press for tens and tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. It was expensive for distribution. Now distribution is free. I love when all of you complain about Instagram's algorithm changing. Like they fucked you. (laughs) Meanwhile, you've been using it for free for the last three years and making money, you fucking asshole. (laughs) Distribution is free. The internet is an unbelievably underestimated, look, like you have to understand, this is so beyond what I talk about and business. Like the entire world will change over the next 50 years on the back of things like blockchain, and I don't mean Bitcoin, I mean blockchain, right? Like North Korea is spending all of its resources on computer hackers, that's their leverage point to disrupt. Do you know how 
crazy it would be to wake up tomorrow and not have the internet? You'd like, you just sit. <laughs> like, you wouldn't know what to do. This is big, guys. This is real big. Like, trickling all the way down to what I talk about, business entrepreneurship, is really micro in comparison to how big this is. This is now where we live. This is now secondary to this. You may not like it, you may think it's weird, but it's the truth and it will play out. And guess what? A lot of things have happened to the human race. Like people, like cars used to not exist. Like, <laughs> like planes and like, like we struggle in putting things into context because you take for granted what you have. When you guys complain about like the Starbucks person giving you the wrong milk, just remember, there's some 84 year old dude that heard that that's like, I'm gonna fucking kill that kid. <laughs> like, like, we have had it so good. We have had it so good. This is why I laugh when people complain. Like, racism and sexism is atrocious. But you know what? The Black Plague is scarier. When like 60% of us disappear off the face of the earth, we, we lack context. There's genocide going on in our world right now. If you are in this room right now and you ever complain, you're a piece of shit. I'm 100% right. So that's my oxygen. That's how I navigate. That's why I don't cry or get upset about the 800 things that are going wrong in my life right now. On the walk over here from the last event to here, which took six minutes, 98 things were sent to me that are fucked up, that most people fold like a cheap chair about because we lost a client, we didn't get paid, we, somebody quit. I mean, problems. When you own a business, you're in the eating shit business. <laughs> That's why entrepreneurship's not for anybody. You know what's really fun about being an employee? You get to blame somebody. <laughs> not me. Everything that's wrong in my world is my fault. If Karen's doing a bad job, I employed Karen. If this product didn't work, it was my idea. Like, it's all my fault and so again, Back to being self-aware, you need to know yourself. Do you love getting punched in the face? Do you have the stomach for it? And the truth is, it's not cool. It feels cool right now, but it's not cool. It's just a personality trait. And so we are living through an incredible time for people like myself who do like the process, who do like the grind. And I think what's most interesting to me is I think it's, long overdue that we reframe what an alpha winner is in our society. I'm gonna win because I'm trading on kindness. I'm gonna win because I'm trading on gratitude and an empathy and real human traits that actually matter. I'm not trading, I'm putting cash to my fucking ear on Instagram. <laughs> and, so if you sit, and so if you sit in this room and your ambition is to buy jewelry and cars and all that stuff because of this game, you're more than welcome. But you are looking at this game the wrong way and your likelihood of ever holding on to your jewelry or cars is quite low. Yeah. 
entrepreneurship is in a very interesting spot. It's cool. Like, if you think, I, I, every day me and my team lose our minds of the people that are following me on Instagram because <laughs> it's so surreal, but it's tricking the actual conversation because this shit is hard. Under 30, raise your hands. As you guys know, my love for you is so extreme. I am so pissed at people shitting on the youth and millennials. It's just old man and old woman talk. They're fucking losers. You're not gonna clap for this next one as much. Here's the problem about being under 30. It's actually not your fault. It's that if you run a business right now or if you're starting a business and you're under 30, you have a huge vulnerability, which is you've never been punched in the face. You've been in the game post 2008. It's been 10, 11 years of pure prosperity, too much money in the system. I love how people raise money for a startup and then start celebrating like they did something. I got, I got huge news for you. Anybody can lose money each month. Let me say it again. Everybody knows how to lose money every month. And so, my concern is that people aren't building businesses, they're building financial arbitrage machines to get to the next round. A lot of you here think and pander 24-7 to a VC whose business, her or his business, is to only get one of you to actually succeed to pay for the whole nut. And you think you're special because you have a startup and you've raised money, but you haven't built a successful business. It's super funny, like looking at people's profiles on Instagram where they put entrepreneur and that's a status to them. It's literally like me putting basketball player You're buying dumb shit to make yourself look like something to everybody else because you're trying to close an insecurity in yourself. And then that gets me, when I see that, I'm like, fuck man, how the hell do I get these people to not worry about somebody else's opinion? The main reason I don't give a shit about any of your opinions is because you've got (laughs) fucked up shit too. We've all got shortcomings. Like, I just don't understand how we don't see that. I think all of us can sit here and say there's something you want hidden, because we're humans, and over the next 100 years, I think we'll become dramatically, I mean dramatically more empathetic for each other. I think that we will start the process of not being a hypocrite, and I think we're gonna love each other a hell of a lot more once we can all be in a place where flaws are put into a different bucket than where they sit today. So I'm hoping modern medicine gets really gnarly and I can live to 140 and really see the whole cycle. (laughs) But I think it's an incredible thing that our society, especially in America, is taking one big step backwards right now. Because I love when people are like, oh, social media or technology, it's changing us or this and that. It's not changing us, it's exposing us. Like we needed to, nothing's changed, this shit was there. (laughs) It was just hidden. Because there was four or five media companies that could hide it. That game is over. And that same thing that is so powerful that is fundamentally changing the world and the human race 
is the same platform that you can use to build your business. But we've gotta start talking more practically. The state of, the current state of entrepreneurship is the following. Everybody here, how many people here wanna start a business or are in a business? Raise your hand. Love it. Fucking fires me up. The thing that doesn't fire me up is everybody who just raised their hand only thinks in millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, or billions. Like, like people in here would be like sad if they told their friend like, I'm only gonna build a business that does a million dollars a year. Meanwhile, 99% of the people here will never accomplish that any shape or form. That's just the way it is. And so for me, my whole thing is that everybody's, you know, I think about strategy, I think about how the fuck this is all playing out. The reason I am who I am to a lot of you is because I don't want the money, I want the legacy, which means I have to give everything to you so I have it at the end, right? So that's me, that's my goal. Everything that comes out of my mouth, everything I do is all about legacy, period, end of story, the end. And so if you're ever confused or trying to figure out what my next move is, it's going to be about that. Right? And that's why I meet with people in my office or spend time or come and do this or da da da. Legacy. For a lot of people here, they want to have a business. They want to have a business. But the way they behave is they want to build a hundred million dollar business without realizing any of the parts that come along with that. Meanwhile, they actually are capable, and this is why self-awareness matters so much. So many people here are capable of building a business that does 500,000 to a million dollars a year in revenue on 40% profit. And for a lot of people here, making $227,000 a year and being your own boss around shit that you think is fucking rad is a fucking mitzvah. But nobody is putting themselves in that position. Everybody's raising capital or thinking about dreams or being impractical or racing. Do you know how many people bought Bitcoin at 17,000 because it was gonna go to 34,000? <laughs> you know how many people emailed me that were making money? Making money, had a nice little business. A lot of people who've been following me the last two years have been doing a good job in buying shit and reselling it on Amazon. You know, just practical shit. You know, some of you may have seen, I'm on a whole new kick on this like get shit for free on Craigslist and sell it for 20 bucks. I'm obsessed. Like, I'm obsessed with eliminating excuses, right? Like, my whole game is about and, right? Like, my whole thing is that, I don't know if you've heard, but nobody gives a fuck about your feelings. <laughs> like, it's just real. It's just real. And, and not that that's true for say, like, of course your mom might love you and your sister, but like, it's really good to think that way because then you stop dwelling and complaining and that's called defense and you start being optimistic and going forward. And so for me, my whole life right now is in this crazy place of like, how do I eliminate every excuse? And the one that's always a little tricky is like, I literally have no, like I get fucking 5,000 email DMs or tweets a day and I'm seeing a lot of it and I'm seeing the vibes and the one that took me a little while is like, look, I have no money, like actually zero. Like zero, not I'm in debt and I'm making, like not I'm carrying credit debt, I'm making money, I have to pay it off but I have some. No, no, I have none. So this fucking Craigslist free thing is like the greatest fucking thing that has ever happened to me. Cause I don't know if you guys know the price of free but it's zero. <laughs> like it's, it's super interesting, like I weirdly almost want you to stop listening to my keynote right now and like take out your phone and go to Craigslist, hit Tampa and then hit for sale and then hit the free section. The amount of people that just have shit in their house that they want somebody, they're begging somebody to come and just take it. By the way, this is all heavy shit, like old fucking TVs and sofas and shit. 
But then somebody put me on to how much a U-Haul costs, which is fucking nothing, right? It's just crazy, in a week, literally in a week, people that literally make you know, minimum wage, $9 an hour, and $7 an hour in certain parts of the country, like sending me emails like, I made $1,000 this week, which is like fucking life-changing for me, and I'm just getting started. Here's the big punchline of all this, my friends. People don't wanna work. Like, and let me tell you why you don't wanna work from somebody who never did a single piece of homework from sixth grade on. (laughs) You don't wanna work because you don't like what you're doing. You don't, like, it's just real. Like, my, I, I hate when I put, there was a quote I came up with and like it always, I always have to spend like four hours extra to community manage it after I post it because people take it for a different way. I always say if you live for the weekends, your shit is broken, right? My whole thing is like if you hate your Monday through Friday so much that your whole life revolves around Friday afternoon, you're so fucked, it's not even funny. <laughs> because I don't know if you've heard, we spend most of our life working. Like it's sleep and work. And so like, like that trip to Mardi Gras or like Super Bowl, like that happens once in a blue moon. Like work. And like to me, I'm just fascinated by people's strategy in life of like buying stuff that makes them have to triple down on a job they hate. Like it's just so backwards in a world of alternatives. In a world of alternatives. And so, I don't know. I'm just in a really funny spot in my life right now because it's so crystal clear to me, you know? It came natural to me, but then, you know, working on it, pattern recognition, going through the process, it's just so interesting how this has all played out. Life is so funny and so basic. It's literally the environment you grew up in, the DNA you were given, and the way your parents, you know, parented you. Like, I can literally sit with every one of you, I'm looking at so many of your faces, ask you six questions, starting with, tell me about your mom and dad, you know? Go pick three or four things and like 85% of the answers are there within the first five to seven minutes. And my whole thing is like, life's about optimism and positivity and pessimism and negativity. Like, the one great thing about this community right now, for all my concerns about people blindly starting companies, lack of practicality, doing it for the wrong reasons, the one thing I love is the support of the community. Like everybody wants people to win, right? Like there is that positivity. And, and I'll tell you, what's even more fun, and you guys are so fortunate, I know a lot of you, some of you slept to be here, so thank you for that, but I know a lot of you are from this general area. I think it's even double special when it's a market like a Tampa, right? Or a Charleston, or a Des Moines, Iowa. It's even more tight-knit. It's even tighter and I'll tell you, I know a lot of you were excited to come out and see me speak and I'm humbled by that. But if I can make a humongous recommendation for anything I'll say here today or anything we'll do, literally going up to people and saying what's up and hello after this talk and just like literally putting, I know some of you are introverted and it's not your style, but if if I can motivate you to say hello, like if I can motivate you to like literally say hello to five faces that you don't know in here, out there, wherever, however you spill out to the streets of Tampa, <laughs> the ROI of those five relationships will be disproportionately greater than anything that can come out of my mouth today. So please do that. Cool? So a couple things. I really want to do a ton of Q and A. 
I think a lot of people here know my spiel and know my spirit. There's, there's mics right there and right there. I would highly recommend, okay, good. All right. Careful, ask them. All right, calm it down. We've, we've had to cancel the q and I'm sorry. People are dead. All right, all right, all right. Let, okay, cool. All right. I know it's very cool to see people go crazy. All right. What's that? You were gonna do one question per person. What do you mean one per question per person? Every person asks one question. Yep. Okay, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. All right. Let's get right into it. I want to. I want to get as much in as possible. So one quick question. Here's the golden rule, because I've done this for a long time, I've got a new rule, it's actually pretty funny when it plays out. A lot of people hear it's a Q&A, but the way it comes, when I say, hey, let's start the Q&A part, they hear, hey, here's my chance to pitch my shit. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you pitch your shit. <laughs> so, for everybody else who's sitting, when somebody inevitably pitches their shit, because even when I just said, nobody wants to hear pitch your shit, they heard, we can't wait for you to pitch your shit. <laughs> it's amazing, it's amazing. So, Tampa, when somebody pitches their shit, let's boo the fuck out of them. Yeah. All right, questions, answers, questions, answers, let's go. Joe, how you doing? Good, bro. Uh, I spent the last five years in Tampa building my own business. It does well, does relatively well. Uh, and then I realized I just, I like creating new things. Yeah. I work in apps and yeah. things like that. My, my funding has always been organic. I've always raised my own money, take my own profit. Been in your own shit. Now, for an app, the developing costs are quite high. If you'd go down that route, or you can have a co-founder and you could give up 20 to 50% of the business and it will cost you nothing. But that's, that was gonna be my question, is that I don't know anything about the, the funding world of, the funding of the app world. Understood. So is that something that's better to go to like a bank with or something to go to like a VC? Nope. <laughs> How many people here are a developer? <laughs> my preference? Joe, my preference is you don't raise capital and you find somebody else who's hungry and ambitious and they want to build it for free. Their sweat, their craft, and you become business partners. Banks are not lending against apps, too high risk. And VCs are, have all the leverage right now because there's so much supply of startups that they're not saying yes until something has real traction. So unfortunately what people are doing is maxing out credit cards, taking money from businesses that are doing, dude, I didn't get to finish my thought because I'm a little kind of funny that way. The amount of emails I've gotten in the last month of people who literally took out all the money out of their business and bought Bitcoin a month ago and now are underwater. Like, you know, like, and, and the reason I keep bringing up Bitcoin, by the way, I'm a huge fan of crypto and I don't know if Bitcoin's gonna win or not but I know blockchain is. I'm not razzing on Bitcoin, I'm razzing on people who think there's something called a quick buck. And so, I would get a co-founder. Appreciate it. You got it, brother. Uh, first and foremost, uh, thanks for everything you do. Appreciate it. 
What's your name, my man? Dr. Zilbert. We actually met in New Orleans. Pleasure, yes, a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> Good time. New Orleans, motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's go. So, uh, I'm a doctor practicing 18 years, uh, brick and mortar, and um, following you for about a year, so still relatively new. Thank you. Um, trying to do, I do about four a day on all five platforms. Four posts a day? Posts a day. smaller business do to kind of, I don't know if it's even that scale yet, um, definitely in front of my competition, yep. big fish in a small pond, yep. but what, what's actually the next step? What do you want to happen? Well, um, growth. And in, in, in more patience? More patience, but possibly additional practice or bring in another physician to take over. Um, I'm definitely already at the point I've scaled back as far as how many hours I work. But, you because know, you're the operator and that, yeah. Owner, three <laughs> people there, so it's, it's functioning, yep. it's, it's successful. But taking it to, we die. Yeah. Yeah. Yelling out. Can you hear you? Yelling so, out. Taking it to the next level, you know, is, I looked at something like the 4D coming up and spending a day. Is that geared towards the small business guy? Because I don't it think is, it is. I mean, you know, the, the VaynerMedia consulting product is not necessarily the thing that I would think of first for you. The two things I would think about is patience, because how long have you been going hard? Uh, 18 years. No, no, hard at this move. Um, two years. Okay. Two years solid. So that's long enough then. Then I think you're just not spending enough money on Facebook ads. The, the biggest mistake I made in my career, every time somebody says, and a lot of you have heard this, three to 60 should have been three to $250 million. I did not spend enough money on Google ads. Look, here's life. If something that's worth 10, if I said to you, I will give you a $10 bill if you give me a $1 bill, and I'll keep doing that for as long as you give me a $1 bill, I have a funny fucking feeling you would do it until I died. That's what Facebook ads are. And let me tell you why. Because when, because when Chase and Lexus and BMW and Microsoft and McDonald's actually spends the right amount of money on Facebook, which will happen in about 36 months, the ads are gonna get a lot more expensive. And you're gonna be like, fuck, I wish I went hard when Gary told me to, I fucked up again. How are you, my man? I'm great. I'm great here. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here talking finally after like two and a half years. Thanks, brother. I'm a drum guy, by the way. I'm always hit up the live feed. My question for you today, oh, by the way, let's start the booing because my name is Dan Palin. Maybe we So you want to be the Red Bull media type company? You mean you want a media company around extreme sports? Yes. So that you monetize it? Just like a Thrill List or a Pure Wow or an ESPN.com? Well, I mean, look, I think you need to produce content at the lowest possible cost is the first thing you have to do because before you get into revenue, you need to build an audience. I think you should, if I'm building a media company today, I'm building it on the back of a podcast and Instagram accounts 
because I think that's where the underpriced attention is. So before I even launch a website, I would actually think about building Instagram profiles and a podcast to build up the brand and then drive people to a dot com. If you look in the sports space, you know, ESPN did it through television and then having a dot com. You know, Bleacher Report did it through SEO and a dot com. Barstool has done it through social and podcasting. And so I think the underpriced attention is on Instagram um, and podcasting for that world. And it's not as expensive to start your media company in those two places. That's what I would do. All in. And let me give you a quick way to start fast. I would go search all the extreme sports names you can think of or search 15 hashtags on extreme sports on Instagram. Find somebody who's got a base of 100,000 followers or more and actually DM them and offer to buy their account. There's a lot of people who are willing to sell their Instagram accounts for not enough money because they don't realize what they're sitting on. So that's a quick little way to start something. Hey, I'm good. Thank you, though. Hey, good to see you. How you been? We sure have. I just want to say thank you also again because as of last week I was able to hire my dad and get him out of a shit job. Let him do it. I'm aware. Um, I have a question. So I run a I co-founded a marketing agency, which is doing well in Orlando. But I have a side hustle I'm working on. Uh, yeah. No, close as your mouth. Oh, sorry. No, we're I, side side hustle. Hustle. <laughs> I was like, yes! Uh, side hustle. <laughs> but I know you AJ. Yes. Um, are you the only ones that oversee VaynerX? I'm sure you have multiple people. AJ's moved on and he's running Vayner Sports with me. Okay, so and Sports is not part of VaynerX because Steve Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, is our partner in VaynerX and he can't have a piece of the sports agency because of conflict with the NFL. So AJ and I own Vayner Sports over here. I run Vayner X, which is Vayner Media, Pure Wow. We're gonna start a men's lifestyle media company. We're starting a podcast division. So I'm really building that out. So my question is, I have pretty much a brother. We've been together forever. Love uh, it. We're partnering with this little side hustle. Yes. What's your most practical advice on working with close family? Love your brother more than you love money. And um, I just want to say, you may not know me, but you're my mentor. Thank you, brother. Uh, since I watched you on the Breakfast Club. Thank you. Uh, it's, been, it's changed my life. Thank I you. I do want to sell you. You got it. Uh, so here's my question. Yeah. Uh, so I have an app that caters towards uh, independent artists, um, artists, independent filmmakers, and um, just got it. Independent, right? Yep. So what is it that you see in hip hop? that other traditional companies don't really see? Because I see you've been fascinated with it for a long time. For me, it's the seed of the culture of our society, right? And so, like, if, some, if you all told me, Gary Vee, we've got a challenge for you. We don't believe in your bullshit. You have to go, step away, change your name, and you need to make something really popular with 16-year-old girls in America in three years. I would start 
in Atlanta hip hop and reverse it all the way back. There you go, yeah. So what I think I see is that it's very easy for me to know one out of every two times who one of the biggest hip hop artists are gonna be in 36 months. And for me, I like hip hop, I grew up with it. I like the grind and the hustle and just like the whole nature of it. But it's just data. Like it's really easy. It's like very easy. Like Gunna, right? I've been talking about Gunna for a year, so now he's popping a little bit more. He's clearly taking the next step, but he's gonna be a huge star. Tara Wack is gonna be a huge star. So in the same way that it was just very clear to me in 2008, 9, 10, that Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook was a really good place for me to take all the money I had, which wasn't that much, and put it all into this stuff when everybody else made fun of me, hip hop is that for me right now. It's just very obvious to me that I'm gonna be best friends with seven of the 14 most famous hip hop artists in the world in three years, and guess what? I know what to do with that. So, yeah, so that's what it is, man. I just think it's culture, and I think culture and attention. (laughs) These fucking countdown phones are crazy. Hey, how are you? So, I've over the last year put together a recreational sports app. So I took the problem that most people had finding games in the mm-hmm. area, or when they moved to a mm-hmm. area, finding that like game. a pickup game. Yeah, absolutely. So right now I've got 14 sports. It allows you to find women where people play anywhere in the world. It was a problem I had in the military. Every time I moved, yep. I'd find a whole new place. I get it. In Crush It, you mentioned that having a small business, being able to acquire advertising from a larger business, uh, would be something that you would want to know how they achieve that. My question to you is how can I go about getting the advertising from the right company or the right big brand or uh, a sponsorship from a pro athlete to allow my app to reach its full potential? Having some leverage, right? So the game, this is an important, I'm glad this question got brought up because it's gonna help a lot of people because it's a macro question. You know, life and definitely a business is about leverage. The reason I give so much is I want the leverage with you. So it's leverage. Like how do you get an athlete to give you a shout out? How do you get LeBron or Shlamron with 100,000 followers on Instagram? But they're not looking for you. So go, so go to Instagram right now on your phone, type in, in the search bar, pick up game, pick up ball, search people, look at how many followers they have, and then DM them and ask them, what can I do for you? And honestly, that's just the game, right? You either have, guys, you either have money or you have time. You either have money or time. So, so you've been doing that. You know, again, you know how people always say, you see this now? You weren't with me in 2011 when I spent 16 hours a day, let me say it nice and slow for all of you. You weren't with me when I spent 16 hours a day, every day on Twitter answering people's wine questions. You're here with me now. So you've been doing it, but Jeremy, I really wanna know how many. And the truth is, there's no way that you've done enough towards the ambition I have when somebody wants to build a consumer app that, oh by the way, is a niche app that a lot of other things 
If I wanted to find pickup games, I would just search Instagram in a 20 mile radius of where I live for search terms and I'd find them all. So like you, you've gotta make sure you even have a value prop and then more importantly, I would go with DM culture. I think DM culture, the $1.80 strategy that I've put out that I know a lot of you have seen is easily, besides buying, besides getting stuff on Craigslist for free and selling it, the $1.80 strategy that I've put out is easily the most practical and most impactful thing. The problem is people don't have an appetite to do it. You've been doing it, but if your ambition is for this to take off, you need to be doing, do you have a job uh, as well? Right now, I'm with the FAA, so I'm air traffic controller. So you, so you have a job, so, but you have, you have time. You have time. You need to fucking do it all day long, every day, forever. You have to ask, because you have nothing to offer. Advertisers don't want to give you $10,000, right? So you have to ask. You got it. (laughs) Guys, you either have the leverage, right? Because you have something to offer, or you have a numbers game where you just have to bleed. My name is Keith. About uh, two years ago, uh, you gave advice, and you still give the same advice. Find the easiest job you can find. That gives you the most amount of free time, and I do exactly that. Um, I work from home, I pays all the bills, I work four days a week, and honestly, even then, not really. Um, it allows me to dedicate my time to my passion, which I run a nonprofit weight loss support group. We have about a half a million. The mic. Oh, sorry. No worries. We have about a half a million. I don't do this often. <laughs> uh, we have about a half a million followers on social media. Yes. Uh, about a quarter million on Instagram. But I've hit that wall for about six months. Okay. And I've hit a wall. It's the most frustrating moment than ever. And it's well, not it's about the numbers, it's about, I like the growth, I'm, I'm very... You might have growth. You might have growth, even though you don't have social media following growth. Well, for example, what are you trying to do with all that attention? Get them to buy something? Uh, no, it's non-profit. You're just trying to raise dollars. It's totally non-profit. Right. Um, and I'm not even trying I'll, to I'll give you a great example. So you're not trying to raise money? No. So what are you doing? Because um. <laughs> a nonprofit that's not raising money. <laughs> I get it. That entire budget I basically worked, that's not what it is. My entire budget I did probably maybe $20 in the last two years of all that social media growth. I get it. Um, so, what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, essentially, encourage and inspire others to lose weight and kind of like, basically be a buddy system of you know, encouragement and hope and inspiration. It's amazing. what you do in the business world, but with, with weight loss. I love it. Without the idea of trying to, people trying to self and build. I love it. So, you just, wanted, you just wanted to grow more. Something is your passion, you do it forever, and you wouldn't get frustrated, or you're, just, you're allowing yourself to look too low instead of higher. Right, like if this is your passion and your calling, you, you can't be upset about the last four months not growing. Bro, 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 yeah, well fuck, you can love the numbers all you want. The numbers don't give a fuck about you and the passion doesn't give a fuck about you being caught up in the numbers. Look, dude, 99.9% of people watch my shit and aren't doing what I'm telling them to do. You know, like you wanna talk about being frustrated? Like, like like, but I can't worry about, do you know many people, do you know what the most frustrating thing for me is? As you guys know, once in a while, I'll hit that moment on the vlog or in my day to day where I'll put a piece of content and look you dead in the face in the camera and say, stop watching my fucking shit, go do you, right? The amount of people that email me that were like, this was it. 
I've been watching you. You fucking inspire me. Sorry, Gary Vee. I'm unsubscribing. I'm out. So then I'm weird, right? I don't know if you know this. I've been keeping an eye on all these people that do that. The amount of those people that stop watching me and then go watch and pay some fucking half-ass clown. <laughs> literally, literally, I tell them to stop and go do. They get the fulfillment of thinking they're doing something by unsubscribing me and then go pay some fucking fuckface. <laughs> That's fucking frustrating. One last follow-up. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do a oh, okay. I wanted to do a giveaway. I want to come probably see book. I'm wondering maybe hoping to train and sign. Sure. Okay. Let's keep it going. Okay. Here. Oh, Thank you. If you could do one to keep, that would be awesome. You got it. I'm Puerto Rican, I gotta take my outside of the mic. Oh, but I'm not going to First and foremost, I just want to say thank you, man. You've inspired me and impacted my life in so many ways. I'm thanks, part of the 1% of election applies what you uh, say in your contest. So thanks. And thanks, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Because he's awesome. <laughs> To make it simple in this kind of format, you should run, you should make a promo video of what you've done in other corporations showing the corporation and you should run it on Facebook against employees of companies that are of the net worth that can afford your service. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, Gary. You got it, bro. Bay Bricks! Bay Bricks! Hi. So I want to ask you, and I joined Boo. Sorry, just kidding, kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. 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 And then I've also interned um, for corporate companies. So I'm wondering what the next step would be once I graduate. What do you want to happen? Well, ideally, more work with you, but. Well, then you should apply to VaynerMedia. Do you, have a, do you have a sense of what you, you so you want to work in marketing? Yeah. You know that for sure? Yeah. So you should literally start with VaynerMedia and work all the way down to the 20 or 30 places that you want to work and you should not only apply, but what's so amazing about social media is you can, like, VaynerMedia will hire a ton of people um, and 80% of them are predicated on somebody internally referring somebody, right? So like. It's hard to get my attention because it's just supply and demand. I'm busy and I'm getting pounded. But there's a lot of people that work at Vayner that you can get their attention and you can do that for any company. But the biggest thing, and like I told the other guy about the basketball thing, people always want something and you need to start with giving something. 
So I think look for 20 or 30 executives in all these companies, follow them on Instagram and Twitter, get to know what their pain points or needs are. I mean, life is so weird. Somebody might literally say like, I need somebody in Florida to do X, and you're like, fuck, I'm in Florida. Like, it's like that. So I would, I would pick the 20 places you wanna work, or seven or nine, I would follow 10 to 15 executives on Twitter and Instagram, and I would look for your opening and attack it. Good. I'm Kenzie. Um, thank you for liking my feet this morning. You're welcome. Um, that made me really excited. Um, <laughs> and I also said I was only going to say five words. So, are you an organ donor? I am. Thank you. You're welcome. You got it. It's 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 not as nice as you think. It's because I think I'm so special that somebody should get these fucking organs. <laughs> Yes, um, I get that game. Yeah, and I'm patient. I don't, I'm self-aware. I don't know how I did it, but I literally created my dream job working for myself with my dream company at WWE. Um, and it's scary, it's, it's like real. Well, it was probably because you were self-aware, <laughs> patient, and worked your fucking face off. Well, I'm at that point where I have a nine, I have a 40 hour week job. Yep. It's fine and it actually affords me time to work on my passion project. Yep. When is the right time to make the leap? When you can realize that you can live a lot less humbly than you are right now. <laughs> like, like, life's a, like, like what, it just comes down to what makes you happy. I was, t- you know, for all the youngsters here, I was 27 years old worked seven days a week, built my dad's liquor store for him, because I owned none of it, from a three to a $50 million business, made $70,000 a year, right? And fucking lived in a shitty apartment in Springfield, New Jersey, and was happy as fuck, because I love the game. You can go do it now, you just might have to move and live in a shithole. I mean, you could. You went there. I will eat shit for as long as I need to. Me too. But it's like, oh shit, okay, I did eat shit for this long. Am I ready for to, am I ready? You might need to eat some more shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's real simple, right? Like, you just have to be able to afford to pay your bills. But when people are like, I can't afford to pay my bills and do this, I'm like, because you have dumb bills. Like, I've scaled my life back just so I can focus completely on this passion project. I love it. So what, are you telling me by scaling your life back, you actually could afford? Yeah. So then do well, that and, tomorrow. And I'm, I'm like, do it. Like, I'm like, do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Let me give you. Let me give you a real. Let me. Do it. Let me give you a good secret. This is the best secret of them all. You can always go back to a fucking dumb job. So you jump. Some weird shit happened and three weeks in, this is life. You make the jump, you have this big moment here, everyone's like, do it. You're like, fucking I'm the best. Like, you, you, know, you make the jump and then three weeks in, they cut you out because some reorg 
Well then you just go get a job, maybe not at the same exact place you're working now, but some other shit that looks oh, just like my, it. My big jump is WrestleMania, so it's, that's a little scary, but I'm gonna do it. Do just it. go. Do it! So I started a podcast about four months ago. It's called Driverless Radio, and all we talk about is Star Trek. No, no, he's giving context. I'm good with him. He's giving context. So, real quick, real quick, a little louder. So, you're, you're, the podcast is only about driver, driverless cars. Go ahead, keep going. Like most episodes, we get like 20 or 30 views, and so I wonder, like, how much of it is it? Am I just too niche, or like maybe the execution just sucks? Probably both. But here's what's up. Look, I think, look, here's what's up. You're actually doing something, Robert, that is more similar to how I like to play. Most of the shit I believe in and usually execute in isn't accepted at first or is always niche. Social media was, you guys are on this now. I was on this shit when it was niche. Like nobody even knew what the fuck it was, right? So driverless cars are coming. I think they're not coming as fast as people think, not because the technology, but because humans are scared of change, right? So, so some, some, 100%, it just takes a while. Like, and so, and you're also in a weird cycle right now because 36 months ago, 24 months ago, it was like this new shit that we never heard of and we were really interested. We're like, what the fuck? But now that it hasn't happened, you're actually in the best spot now. My favorite time when anything is, my favorite time for cryptocurrency is actually right now. Right, because, because when things go up, when they go down, that's when it gets interesting. Like when, when Facebook went down to $20 a share after it started at 40 and everybody shit on it, I'm like, this is my time. So you're smart, you know it's gonna happen. You just have to deploy real patience, real patience. Seven, eight years patience. Are you passionate enough? Do you want it enough? Do you fucking need it? Well then fucking, Go shut up and go do. So, you know, the other thing is, the other thing is, not all of us are cut out to be the face or the personality. Like, you just might not be good at that part. I'll tell you, I'm far more, um, I'm far more proud, thanks Robert, I'm far, I'm far more proud that I'm, that I'm the architect, thank you bro, I'm far more proud that I'm the architect of me than that I'm me. Like, you know, the work I put in to put myself in a position to be noticed is so much more interesting to me, actually for me, than, you know, being kind or charismatic or some of the things that I come with, I don't feel like I, you know, it's weird, it's, not, it's almost detached from me, it's more like my parents, right? Like, that's, I don't feel a connection to that the same way I do of like all the hard work I put in to understanding how distribution and human behavior works at scale in a time of real change. I put in the hours of understanding what happened in America when we went from being a primary radio society to a primary television society. That was a big shift. New celebrities emerged. The biggest stars in America were radio personalities and a lot of them said the TV thing was a fad and stupid because they were scared of the camera. They held on to radio. They did not become Bob Hope. They stayed being people we don't know. So, nonetheless, Robert, uh, you know, one thing, you know, to your podcast, you might not be good at that part, but you might be, it's yours, like you're doing it. Like, you just might not be interesting or charismatic. I mean it, you just might not. But 
you might really want to build a media company and a force and attention around something that is clearly going to happen in our society. And so are you good enough to find the person that is charismatic? Can you feed her or him in a way that makes them stay so that you're not at the vulnerability of the talent? Are you good enough for that? So you have to be self-aware. Do I have 10 minutes? All right, so real quick, I have to catch a plane and I have like 10 minutes, which means all of you in line are fucked. <laughs> so I'll go as fast as I can, let's go. Hey. My name is Nabil, I'm a digital media student at UCF. Yep. And my life's passion is to make games and pretty much anything. Love it. So the hypothetical I want to lay out for you is Please. if you were starting your own independent video game company, yes. how would you go about marketing it? Because the, the thing that I find is like when you're talking Before we get into that, okay. what about building it? So like if, if you ask me the hypothetical, the first thing I would do is build games on voice. Okay. So one of the things when you come from zero, the key is to have the advantage of building in a new frontier that nobody else is in. So I don't think people understand how many of us are gonna play games interacting with Alexa, Google Home, and HomePod. So I, because I knew I wouldn't have the advantage of dollars or like tradition, I would have gone to a, let him, let him hold it, I would have gone to like a new frontier. You may say that doesn't interest me because the games I want are very visual and that's great, do you. Okay, so good. <laughs> so I would build there because you're gonna get first mover advantage. One of the reasons it's very good to bet on new things is the platforms want them to happen. So my man here would win on building voice games because Amazon and Google and Apple want it to happen. So they, would, they always look at the first thousand people that do things and they put them on because they need examples. Whereas uh, Apple doesn't give a fuck if you make another, you know, iPhone game, right? Whereas, you know, Xbox doesn't give a shit if you produce, like, so, you see where I'm going? So it's soup, guys, it's real estate. It's real estate. Go where there's underpriced attention, that's where the leverage is, become a practitioner. For everybody here, where there's a lot of us that are starting at zero or not a lot, that is always the quickest way to make a quantum leap instead of trying to catch up to what's already out there. On the marketing front, it's gonna be Facebook ads and Instagram ads because that's the most underpriced attention. Gotcha. I, th- I think like one other thing I was gonna ask is like... What happened to keeping it short? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, the, I really like the idea that like documenting the process. Huge. Yeah. Bro, could you imagine if... with you, How many people here are vlogging? Every damn day, baby! Let's come! Yeah, baby! <laughs> Could you imagine if we were lucky enough that vlogging has been around for 50 years and we could have seen all the people that we think are incredible just see their process of coming up the game? More importantly, back to every damn day, my man, whether you make it or you don't, the fact that your great-great-grandkids are gonna be able to watch that film is unbelievable. It's, I, I didn't get to know either one of my grandfathers. They both died, right, before I got to know them. Like, you know how cool it would be to have all that film on them? So you might be thinking about blogging as like narcissistic and somebody's being a charlatan. You're fucking short-sighted. If you're not blogging, you're taking something very special away from your future family. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.